You're listening to the Ollie at UNT podcast, recorded at the Osher Lifelong Learning Institute at the University of North Texas, where we offer courses, events, and more for intellectually curious adults age 50 and better. To learn more about our program, please visit our website, olli.unt.edu. Now, let's join our host, Ollie at UNT member, Susan Supak, as she sits down for a conversation with one of the people who makes our program so special. This is Susan Supak speaking at the Osher Lifelong Learning Institute at the University of North Texas in Denton, Texas, known to most of us as Ollie. I'm speaking with Dr. Max Morley. Dr. Morley retired from the School of Music at Stephen F. Austin State University in 2009, where he was a trumpet specialist for 20 years, in arts programming and development for 15 years, and for five years was a teacher of music history and literature. He holds a bachelor and master's of music degree and is a doctor of musical arts. Dr. Morley is also a member of the OLLI Advisory Council, the OLLI Ambassador Coordinator, and a very popular OLLI faculty member as well. And I suppose I should add, he is a member of OLLI and attends classes. Welcome, Dr. Morley. Thank you, Susan. So good to have you here. It's good to be here. Thank you. Where to begin? You are quite an active force within OLLI, both in your role as faculty member teaching classes and serving in your capacity on the advisory council, working hand-in-hand with the OLLI director, helping to provide strategic planning to ensure the growth and quality of our beloved OLLI program. I guess... The place to begin is to ask you what first drew you to become involved with Ollie. Well, I had the good fortune of all the years that I was a faculty member at Stephen F. Austin State University in the College of Music there, uh, occasionally teaching a music appreciation class or a music history class. I always loved them. And I realized that it was something that is very near and dear to my heart is music history. Of course, I had to study quite a lot of music history for my degrees, and so I felt well prepared to do it. But I also found that a lot of older people in the community like to go to classes that are talking about classical music. A lot of people my age love that. And so about 25 years ago, I got involved with a history professor there at Stephen F. Austin who had similar interests, and we decided we would invent a discussion group. And we did. We called that discussion group Colloquium. Before we knew it, we had about 50 members wow. in Colloquium. We met once a month. We took volunteers who would bring a class to each one of those sessions. And it lasted almost six years. You made your own Ollie. <laughs> we did. <laughs> it, it lasted for about six years until we ran out of people to speak. But that was, that was pretty good, you know, there in East Texas in a town of 32,000 people. So... I've always enjoyed doing this kind of work, working with people and talking about classical music, because I brought a number of classes to colloquium uh, whenever we had that up and going in Nacogdoches. I've actually been to your classes before, and I have to say they are fascinating. I love the yes, the way you tie in the music and movies, and they're very well prepared. You obviously take a lot of time in preparing for your classes. Well, I do, but that's 
It's a labor of love. It's your, what you enjoy yeah, it's doing. It's what I enjoy doing. Sure. It really is. Well, what about your work on the council? Could you describe what you do? What is that? Basically, we are all advisors to Stephanie Reinke and Andrea Tuckness, uh, who do such a wonderful job with Ollie. They do indeed. Mm -hmm, for sure. All the people that are on that advisory council have been through and have experienced a lot of different skills. I was a college professor for 40 years, and I did more than teach. Uh, in fact, I did some administration. I did uh, a lot of organizing. I ran some uh, university band camps in the summertime, so I had lots of experience with those kind of things. And I have experience in marketing and planning and budgets and designing, making brochures and making decisions of all kinds. So, And, and it's not just me, but everybody on that council has those kinds of experiences. That's great. So we're able to share those things that we learned mm -hmm. during our career uh, on, on the uh, advisory council, and it's very gratifying. That's incredible. Well, we're happy to have you do that because I know it makes a wonderful contribution to keeping Ollie vibrant and keeping the quality the way it is. It's such a fine quality program. Now, you're also... The Ali Ambassador Coordinator. Could you explain a little bit to our listeners about what is an Ali Ambassador and what does the Ali Ambassador Coordinator do? Well, I don't do very much. <laughs> That's I, not I, true. I, I, do. <laughs> I know that. <laughs> we have about 26 members of the Ambassador team, and uh, these are people that want to do volunteer work for Ali. And as you probably well know, that today advertising for something on a college campus or an entity like Ollie. It's not just a matter of putting an ad in the newspaper, running an ad on the TV or on the radio. It takes lots of small kinds of ventures. Go sit on a panel and hand out brochures, that kind of thing. Go to a retirement village and hand out brochures. Lots of small jobs involved in trying to market something like Ollie. To get the word out to, get the to word the population. Out. Yes. Sure. Yes. 25, 30 years ago, we could put an ad in the newspaper and it would do the job for us. Today, mm -hmm. it takes lots of small jobs, lots of small marketing things. And that's what these wonderful Ollie ambassadors do. They go and sit at a, a table during a festival of some kind, hand out brochures, talk about Ollie, and uh, hopefully attract new members. Well, it must be working because I know that the Ollie program is continuing to grow and grow. It is, and that's very gratifying. Yeah, it truly is. Well, you have a vast knowledge of music and music history and have a talent for teaching the subjects in a variety of different contexts. Where do you go about designing your classes and what goes into that preparation and planning that you do? When I was uh, a professor uh, teaching music history, there is a chronology starting mm -hmm. back in the 16th, 15th, 16th century that progresses through up to the present. And so during in all those various periods of time, historical periods, there are very interesting stories to be pulled out. Stories about Johann Sebastian Bach, for example, and he lived until 1750. That's a long time ago. But there are some interesting stories about him. There are interesting stories about Beethoven. There are interesting stories about Johannes Brahms. And so what I've done is I've tried to pull those interesting stories out of our music history and put them together into two and three 90-minute classes. Students have told me that they love these stories. I can imagine that it must really enhance a person's 
appreciation for listening to their compositions. If you know about those stories, you know more about the composers and even the times when they were doing what they were doing. Exactly. The thing that is really important about music history is that we find, as we look back across the history, that our moral, philosophical, social attitudes of an era seek to be expressed in the works of art that era. Okay. And so if you know something about our world history, if you Mm -hmm. know something about the wars or something about the formation of nations, there are stories around those incidents that are related to the arts. Wow. Okay. And so uh, I I find that students find that to be very interesting. They know about those historical events, but they don't know what was in the minds and hearts of the people that were experiencing that. We'd like to know what was in their minds and hearts so we can more closely evaluate them and take a look at their successes and also take a look at their failures and try not to repeat their failures. So that's why history is important to everyone. And important, I can see, for understanding more in terms of the art and the music. And I noticed that with uh, many of your classes, you do bring to light the political, economic, even religious forces of the day that shape the artists' lives. Uh, what an in-depth exploration. That's a marvelous way of really appreciating something you you like anyway, but just inherently you like a piece of art or you like a musical composition. But to truly go in depth and understand what a terrific way to expand a person's understanding of those kinds of things. Yes. For years and years, music appreciation classes have been classes where the student would typically go and listen to classical music for an hour and a half, three days a week. But it is so much more interesting and so much more gratifying to the student to learn the historical circumstances around which that music was written. Beethoven, for example, idolized Napoleon in these early days. Did he? And then he saw what Napoleon was up to, and he began to hate him after that. Hmm. He wrote a famous piece of music, his third symphony, which was called To a Hero, Heroica, it was called. He later changed the title of the symphony when he found out what Napoleon was doing. He crowned himself king. You know, at the end of yeah. the, that revolution, the right. revolution. And so that's a very interesting story, and it should be told to people who are listening to Beethoven's Third Symphony. It truly sure. is. Yes, it is. I had never heard that story before. How interesting. Yes, it is. Well, I actually saw a film clip of you teaching your very popular class, Music at the Movies. And I just want to mention that to the listeners because it's just a little blurb about uh, what you do when you're talking about music and putting it into either uh, context of musical scores, movie scores, and film. So how do your students react to your classes? What kind of comments do you hear when they learn these things about music? I always enjoy the evaluations, the student evaluations. I can tell you with a great deal of pride, I get lots of positive comments. No so, surprise so I'm there. So very, I'm very pleased to see that. But students, the comment that I see most often is, we want more. <laughs> and so it's been my deep enjoyment to design. I've, I've now designed seven classes for Olive. Impressive. So I enjoy teaching all seven of them. Do you have concepts and thoughts in the works that you're sort of milling over for additional classes, future classes, and times to come? I am indeed. In fact, the first class that uh, one delivers whenever you teach a music appreciation class is you talk about the tools of enjoying music.
music? Yes. What do you want to listen to? What do you want to listen for whenever you're listening to classical music? I, I have those. That. I have those classes put together for my old music appreciation notes on my computer, and I'm in the process of pulling those off now and straightening them out and to make them more palatable for people in Holly. Good to hear. I'll, I'll have that ready by in, within about a year. I think. Good to hear. I'm yes. really looking forward to that. Are there any other things that you'd like to share with us about your involvement with Ollie, either as a faculty member, an Ollie council member, or as an ambassador? When I retired in 2009 from the School of Music at Stephen F. Austin, they gave me a reception, a wonderful reception. All my colleagues were there. And so they decided they were going to ask me, Max, what do you want to do in retirement? And my answer was, I want to teach classical music to senior citizens. That's what I would like to do. Is that right? And my wife and I moved back to Denton. I went to school here in Denton, so we moved back to Denton. And what did I find? I found Emeritus College, which is now Ollie at UNT. And so I looked into it, attended a few classes the first year, and then I submitted some proposals for classes, and uh, the rest is history. I've been teaching that here now six years. Well, I'm so glad you are, and I'm sure I'm not alone. I thank you so much, Dr. Morley. This has been wonderful. This has been Susan Supak speaking at the Osher Lifelong Learning Institute at the University of North Texas with Dr. Max Morley, Ali faculty and council member, music authority and aficionado, and an Ali member. Thanks so much for listening.